Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Health, Wealth and Anything Else. another episode unbelievably there's been a huge amount going on this week so uh, if you're involved in crypto you'll know about this you'll be down with it if not you won't so basically this week has been absolutely nuts i actually recorded podcast on sunday morning uh to put it up on sunday but i took it down we didn't take it down and put it up i basically cancelled that and was like i'm gonna have to redo one everything just started going down on sunday so Basically, what's happened is we're in the midst of what could possibly be the black swan which bottoms the market completely this time around. So what's happened essentially is FTX and their investment arm, Alameda, essentially might be completely and utterly insolvent. So what happened first was, I think it was on Sunday, Saturday night, everything was good. Sunday there was an article circulating, I'm not sure if it was done that day or if it was from before, but it basically highlighted Alameda's assets. Alameda, basically a huge investment fund. They were founded by SBF, Sam Bankman-Freud, who also founded FTX. So technically separate companies, but they're pretty much the same thing, and it seems like they were mixing funds where they shouldn't have been as well, which is another thing. But to begin with, it was basically found that the majority of their assets were actually all based off the value of FTT, which is the native token of FTX exchange. And they basically hold or held the majority of it, meaning that they could never realize those assets because if they started selling them, the price effect would be too much that it would go to zero before they could cash in and take their profits. So essentially they were running on nothing. So once that was known, then the Binance CEO, uh, CZ, he basically came out with a statement saying that, well, I'll rewind a bit first. Basically, Binance funded FTX. So when FTX was first set up, Binance invested in it. They were kind of partnered. And then about two years ago, they went their separate ways. And in return for their investment, Binance were paid out in, I think half of it was in stablecoin and half in FTT. So I think they had about 500 million worth of FTT. So after this article came out, CZ this released the well it was on Twitter released a statement saying that essentially after seeing that I mean he didn't name the article but obviously it was from that he said that they were going to start to sell their FTT they didn't want to hold it anymore after looking at it and the risks of it they decided they was going to be sensible and cash it in and sell it he said they would do it over time they didn't want to crash the price completely but they were just basically letting everyone know that they were going to do it which that then obviously set off the alarm bells and panic. So anyone holding FTT began immediately dumping it. The price of FTT began to dip, uh, Bitcoin dipped, everything. The, the market was basically heading down because uh, essentially FTX are uh, Binance's biggest competitor, really. So it's a smart move from CZ what he's doing because really if you're looking to sell a load of a token you wouldn't tell everyone beforehand because if you tell everyone you're going to sell a load of a token they would sell before so really he didn't he wasn't bothered about selling it and making money it's 
you know, was kind of an attack on his competitor. So stuff started going down. People began to think, is Alameda insolvent? Is FTX even insolvent? So people began withdrawing funds from FTX, which was okay at first, but then things started to change and the withdrawals started to slow down, some stopping, people wondering, have FTX even got the money to to cover everyone's deposits? Have they been doing the same dodgy with the money too? And then, unbelievably, which I, I was completely shocked by, I think most people were, SBF comes out with a statement on Twitter to say that basically he's just agreed with Binance for them to purchase FTX, the exchange, which is nuts. So basically just buying their biggest, Binance about to buy their biggest competitor. So essentially, that's him accepting lot. The CZ's basically completely outplayed him there. Chess moves, completely done him, and has exposed him for the fact that they're a mess. So right now, where we are is not in a good place, but there's a lot more to come. So if you remember the 3AC and uh, Luna drama and all that, Celsius went under, Luna crashed, 3AC, big investment fund, they went bust as well, all of the same. So things have knock-on effects. So that is the case with this as well. So Alameda, as I said, are a big, massive investment fund. Now they have a lot of holdings of, they hold ETH, they hold BTC, they hold Solana, they hold a lot of others. FTX also a big investment investor in Solana. So all of that stuff that they hold, there's a good chance that they're gonna to have to liquidate those assets to try and pay back their debts, which means they're gonna start tumbling. Also, there's a good chance if the majority of their collateral was FTT, which is now worth hardly anything, and is probably going to continue going down, they can't realise the value of that to pay back their debts. Now, if they've got big amounts of debt, they've used the FTT4 from other platforms, there's a chance those platforms will now also go insolvent from this. There's knock-on effects, like with the whole Luna thing. Luna started it. Then it caused 3AC to go bankrupt from the market crashing. Uh, Celsius went under because they, I think they'd loaned loads to 3AC. So now the platforms again that have loaned to Alameda, they could all go under. And there's just more and more FUD starting to go around about everything. So there's been stuff going around about USDT, which happens all the time. There's always USDT FUD going around. And so people are trying to you know, saying that USDT is not actually backed by what they say it's backed by because it's, it's a stable coin, so it should stay to a dollar. So, I mean, today it dipped from the peg. Um, I'll just have a quick check now where it's at. But people are starting to... Uh, let me have a check. It's actually back to a dollar now. So it's all right for now, but still, there's fun going around about that. Also, other exchanges are now under scrutiny. So Qcoin is one where a couple months back there was actually... There was there was news out about them that they could be insolvent, so people withdrew funds from that as well. I mentioned it on the podcast then, but they're back as well. So now there's also rumors about Qcoin that they're not. So people are trying to withdraw from there, and then just earlier today they paused withdrawals on Qcoin and said it's down for maintenance. I think they said, which they're not sure how long it'll take, and which kind of looks dodgy, but then also. I did see a thread on Twitter from someone who's done research on the actual reserves Qcoin have, and it does appear that they do have the reserves. So 
I mean, right now, I would play it well. If they're pause withdrawals, it's maybe too late to play it safe. But if you could still withdraw from them, I probably would to be safe. But it seems the KuCoin have got the reserves there in place. But really, especially right now, but all the time, really, you want to have as little as possible on a centralized exchange as you can do. So if you're actively trading or you're in a trade on a centralized exchange, you need the money there for it. But anything that's not being traded that should be held should be in either a wallet like a MetaMask trust wallet or a cold storage wallet. Because in otherwise you're stuck. So at the moment, there's no withdrawals left yet. It seems like KuCoin, there's no withdrawals there either. I'm not sure if anyone else has pulled withdrawals yet. So people can't really get to their money at the moment. So FTX is still trading. You can still, you know, long short buy sell on FTX, but at the moment you can't withdraw anything. Now, with Binance offering to buy FTX, when that news came out, there was a huge spike in price because Binance obviously will make sure that everyone is going to get their money back who's got money on the account but the issue is it, it we had a huge spike then we dumped even further down so at the moment we are trading just under 17k so these are the these are new lows we've hit for this bear market we've not been this low since we broke above this price back in i think 2018 i can't even be bothered to scroll back that far so or it might be 2019 no sorry it's actually probably 2020 let's get the facts right it's probably 2020 when we were there so anyway it was the last bull market that we broke above 16 and we haven't been down there for a long time so we're at 16 now just below 17 and i think it was partly probably just a bit of a short squeeze so they could sell off and take some profit the big spike we had also i think people probably kind of realized like ftt spiked as well with it and then people kind of realized that if binance take over ftx FTT has no use case. FTX doesn't really exist anymore. So the value of that, even if Binance do take over and everyone is fine with their money, FTT is going to have no value. So there's no point that up. So that's been shorted down. That's going to zero. It's down about four. I think it was before this all started, it was about 24, 25 maybe. It's now worth about three, four dollars. Uh, Solana has crashed badly as well. Because that is uh, an SPF backed token, but FTX big on it. I think Alameda hold a good amount, and it was FTX backed that. So that's been hit hard as well. Um, uh, I can't even remember what else. What was I even talking about? Oh yes. So the agreement signed by Binance was an agree agreement in principle. It's not confirmed to agree to buy FTX after they've done their due diligence. So. The issue is that if they do their due diligence and FTX um, ends up in way worse way than what they expected, they could pull out of that deal. So that would be bad if they did, because then who's going to pick up pieces with it? Are they going to be able to find people who are going to be willing to part the funds to invest in it? Or is it? going to be completely screwed so it's going to be hard to find anyone who's going to pick up the pieces and even if they do it's unlikely that people are going to be getting back everything they had on the exchange because that's just the way it is i mean they had a billion within the last week they had one billion withdrawn from so some people maybe started to get wind of stuff being wrong earlier and started taking stuff out but one billion is a lot of money 
be taken out so that actually was paid out but there's still plenty on there which people are trying to withdraw and got stuck or they just haven't tried yet because withdrawals aren't working so the ideal case would be that Binance do the due diligence still decide that they are happy to buy it buy it everyone gets the money back and things carry on worst case well I don't know if it's the worst they, they might be worse possible but if they don't decide to then that's going to get even worse but we're not going to know that yet they're going to spend a bit of time looking at it and we'll see what happens with it but the real risk right now is the collateral damage from it the contagion risks of other platforms going down and people essentially becoming four sellers like when you get down to these lows like people say we can't go lower than you know 20 when we got to 20 or whatever or different numbers because they say who's going to sell here but the problem is that the majority of people that sell down here are, are forced sellers they're not selling because they want to they're selling because they have to so if people have people borrowed stuff against their btc or borrowed stuff you know to get the btc and they've it's gone low that they're gonna they have to pay it off to clear their debts they have to sell it or literally they just need the money or they've literally given up and they're like i need to sell i can't let it go any lower there's lots of reasons and people just have to sell people are forced to sell people are liquidated a liquidation is a forced selling if you're liquidated then your btc is sold to pay back the exchange so that's liquidated so people are not going to be selling willingly here they're going to be unwilling sellers and there's nothing you can do about that and we are going to go well i'm pretty sure that we're going to go lower i've been saying for a long time that i thought that we'd bottom around this time of year around between 10 and 14k and i did say a couple of times as well that i thought it'd probably be some type of black swan event which would take us to the bottom now this may not be it yet we may not fully bottom here but there's a good chance that we could from it and it could even be from the following on contagion so we could bottom in a couple of weeks as more platforms go down and more cryptos liquidated and more people lose and people have to sell and they have to liquidate their assets to try and pay back debts we could it could take a few weeks a month for it all to happen it's not all going to happen within one or two days the knock-on effects take a little bit of time to come through so my advice to anyone would be if you've got funds on a centralized exchange that you can get off i would get it off obviously it would be good to have already done it by now this is kind of a late warning it's kind of already happening but if you're still there and you can get it off do and i would say i mean it I can't really give advice in terms of what you should buy or sell because everyone is everyone has an individual situation. So I can't really say for sure what you should do. I mean, I think that from here the market dumps lower. BTC, ETH, BNB, Bitcoins like that will dump and they will recover eventually. Alts, a lot of alts, there's a good chance they don't ever recover from something like this. So depending on how high risk your portfolio is and what you're holding, you know, it's at, it's at that point, and this is again, comes back to the four sellers thing. It, you could be holding something that you were bought and you said, I'm happy to hold till the next bull run, but it's getting to that point where you have to seriously look at it and say, is it gonna survive the next year? If there's a good chance it won't survive the next year, you're better off selling now for not that much than trying to sell in six months for zero and not being able to sell it. 
So you have to think long and hard. That's what happens in bear markets. That's why you're better to really pick up your bets for the next bull market at the end of a bear market as a bull market starting. And you, you don't really want to be buying in now, betting for the end of it. Really, what you want to do during the, the bear market is if we get bear market rallies, you could pick some coins up just for that rally, sell them off. But holding holding Bitcoin or Ethereum, if you buy Bitcoin now, if we bottom, hold it to the next bull market, fine. You know that's going to be there, but I wouldn't be holding any risky kind of vaults for that period of time. I'd more look to swing trade any rallies we get, but there's a lot of coins that won't survive which again i've said from a long time ago on this podcast i've always been saying it that a large number of alts will not survive the bear market because they don't so right now you want to well i'd like to think that if you were not super super long term just in safe ones you would have de-risked a good amount before now but if you hadn't it's kind of late to de-risk but it's kind of not too late because the market might dip further. So if you get out now, you could still get out in a better position than if you try to do it in a couple of months. But everyone's in a individual situation. I can't really give set advice that everyone should do. But definitely think about whether your investments look like they'll be good in a year's time. Because if you aren't sure on it, then I'm not sure that you want to be holding them for now. And like I said, not your keys, not your coins, which is the same, which is very true. Hopefully, stuff's going to get sorted with FTX where everyone can get their their funds back, hopefully. Um, but we don't know for sure whether that will happen or when it will happen. So for now, they're just locked up. Can't really access them. So that's why you need to try and be in control of your own funds as much as possible. Good news, our podcast is now available on another new platform. This one is called Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It basically finds the trending articles on the web for any topic you can think of, and it reads them out to you in a natural human voice, so you don't even have to read them yourself. You can follow any kind of topics on there. There's sports, there's business, health, Bitcoin, even the Kardashians, if you really want to know about them. And they also have podcasts, of course, your favorite, the Health World Podcast is there. They've got podcasts from over 80 countries, and I listen to all of my podcasts on there now, and they even have digital radio. So you can download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code WEALTH, I'll also put that in the description, you will get a one-month free premium subscription. So go and download Newsly now, subscribe to our podcast and get your one month free. For now, that's kind of where we are. There's more stuff starting to come out around Alameda and FTX in the terms of some of the dealings they were doing between each other. Like I say, they're not the same company, they're separate. Obviously, having the same founder, they kind of they're kind of joined they're kind of people kind of think of them as the same thing although they're not officially but apparently they've been combing limb funds and basically taking customers deposits on ftx and use alameda to invest them and it seems that they've not actually done it very well people thought that alameda were like the bee's knees investing and they were doing a good job but it seems that they haven't and there's rumors coming that apparently that Alameda might actually have been ruined back in June or July when 
uh, 3AC went down and Luna went down and all that, apparently they could have been pretty much done in then, but FTX lended them a couple million or, I don't know if it's million or billion, FTT to basically um, prop them up. But that could have been taken from customer deposits again at FTX, which is not good. Uh, so essentially, Alameda's been kind of limping along propped up by nothing because FTT essentially if they ever tried to cash in is worthless and it now appears to have come out into the open and CZ has capitalised on it which is you know fair play to him it's a good business move for him he's just taken out one of his biggest competitors just with um, a couple of tweets done and a done deal so well played by him but not that great for the average retail customer so hopefully Binance are going to go through with the deal and try and protect the image of crypto a bit by going through with it, getting people their money back and saving face a little bit for the industry because there's already talk today, the US have said that they're going to look into, US regulators going to look into the dealings of FTX, basically what they've been doing. So it gives them another little excuse to bring more regulation into the industry, which is what they're trying to do. So that's going to come from that all centralized exchanges are going to have even more regulations on them and clamp down harder on that which again you've got to look at both sides negative in a sense of you know the government trying to bring in control and stuff but then i suppose you can look at it at an angle that some of it could be positive because if it, if some regulation had possibly protected people from losing their money then you could say it's positive but Look at uh, when the banks went down, 2008 financial crisis. You know, banks are supposedly regulated and companies and whatever. People didn't get their money back for that. So, you know, the banks the banks were bailed out. A lot of people lost money, though. So just being regulated doesn't mean it would even protect people. So now I think about it, maybe it's mostly negative. But it opens up the narrative towards one of the things which probably will be big in the next bull run, which is decentralized exchanges, because you don't have that. A decentralized exchange is on chain so everything can be seen and everything is transparent and so people are moving more towards that they're starting to be better and more often because at the moment you can't do everything on a decentralized exchange you could do on a centralized exchange they don't have all the all the pairs for uh for trading long and short and they don't have all the coins listed that a centralized exchange would so at the moment you can't do everything but if they can keep building them there's a couple of good ones. Uh, there's GMX is pretty good. Um, I think it's DYDX, SNX. There's a couple, but if they can really improve and start to make it a better experience and you can do most of the things you could do on a centralized exchange, then the majority of people in crypto would definitely move onto them. So that could be, and obviously the more users they get, the, the more they're going to be worth. So investing in those tokens is probably going to be good for the next bull run. But... Like I say, I wouldn't be investing in them for a while. But that's pretty much an update on where we are now. I just thought I'd kind of cover everything that's gone on and the things to watch out for. Like I say, this I don't think this is done. There's going to be knock-on effects of this. So I think the market's going to kind of go one of two ways because we've also got the CPI tomorrow. There's a possibility that I actually was, I actually was talking about this when I was originally recording the podcast, I, I spoke about this, that last week we had the unemployment numbers come out and the non-farm payroll. Non-farm payroll was bad because there was more 
jobs being filled, which is bad for us because it means that the Fed aren't going to reverse their um, raising inflation rates while the economy is doing well. But unemployment figures were up more than expected. And that's a good thing for us because unemployment rising is one of the things we need for the, the Fed to stop raising inflation rates. So that was good. And then I was basically talking about if we got a decent CPI print. So if CPI comes in at lower than expected, then they've got unemployment up, they've got inflation down. Then the only other thing they really need to see is the economy shrinking as well. And that's the three things they need to think about pivoting. Doesn't mean they'll pivot immediately. But I was thinking that we were kind of, you know, pushing towards having a decent rally. And I was thinking that if we could get that, we could potentially see a good push up. But obviously, we've now had this since then. But obviously, basically, the entire market now is pretty much short, I think. Some people might be long, but... I, I saw on KuCoin earlier, Solana was 97% short, 3% of people long. Fair play to those 3% long in it. But that's just too obvious of a short. The market normally takes the path of max pain. So if we're going to go with most pain, that would be a big short squeeze. The amount of people that could get liquidated, if we had a decent sized short squeeze, there would be tons of liquidations. Everybody's basically short now basically people saying it's over. I think we're near the bottom because you see people saying it's over, people saying about enough, I'm leaving and all of this. So that probably means we're near the bottom. But if we were to get that decent CPI print, there's a potential still that we could see a big pump from that, despite all the terrible news, just to liquidate everyone who's gone short in the last day or two before then coming back and going lower over the next few weeks as stuff starts to unravel and more and more uh, platforms get funds liquidated and all of that or cpi print could just come in a bit of whatever or even bad and we could just dump further off it so right this second i don't really have a directional bias right now i think from tomorrow we'll see obviously right this second it looks like more down but with the cpi coming tomorrow potential for some kind of market trickery and all of that so I wouldn't have a trading bias for a direction right now. I'd wait till tomorrow and see what happens with it. I think if we got a good push up, I don't think it would be sustainable right now in the current conditions. I think it would just be a big short squeeze. But it would it, a short squeeze would, to me, that seems like there's a chance of that. Just because the short is just so obvious. Everyone's just short everything. Especially things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, FTT. People are just all sure of it. And obviously, Alameda, in order to liquidate their assets, they need to try and pump the price first so that they can liquidate it and actually sell for some profit. So basically, all of those guys, it would benefit to have a big short squeeze, liquidate a ton of people, sell their coins at a higher price to pay off their debts. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if we just literally just keep dumping from here for the next couple of weeks and, and head towards that low which like i said i've said between 10 and 14 i still think that that with how bad this is if quite a few places go down i mean it might be closer to the 10 side of it but we'll wait and see who knows in this game anything can happen so saturday night 
was good. I was I was in about five different swing longs on Saturday night, and they were going beautiful. Uh, and I closed them all. I think month, Sunday night or Monday. I closed. They were in profit, not as much profit they're in Saturday, but yeah, that things change very quickly. And we went all the way down. For an ex example, let's give an example. So B and B. So on the on the announcement that um, Binance was going to buy FTX, B and B went ridiculous. Let me have a look at the chart. I think it went from three hundred up to four hundred, and then back to lower within the space of about two hours. It went. It was. Oh no, okay, longer than a few hours. It was it was at about three twenty dollars the announcement come, went all the way up to four hundred, and then within another two hours it was down at three hundred and it's below it. Like there was some serious volatility going on. And that's how it can be sometimes. But I think really although that was a lot happen, I think there's more capitulation to come. Like there was some capitulation, but I, th I think it will get worse. So be on your guard, be safe, be risk off. <laughs> Definitely risk off, preferably already risk off. But if you're not, probably do and see what happens. Stuff like this, it's best to kind of sit back and see how it starts to play out first with things like the CPI tomorrow. Don't be trying to jump into a trade now, guessing what will happen tomorrow with the CPI. Sit back see if the market takes a direction and then trade that direction don't be jumping into stuff now you'll just get liquidated and wrecked and there's been enough of that in the last few days so we'll see crypto's not dead let's just point that out crypto's not dead at every bear market when you reach the bottom people will say crypto's dead people will leave people will give up if you stay and you stick with it you'll be the ones who will be rewarded when the bull market comes making the most money and have the skills to actually keep your money this time uh, and to improve your life from it. So it's not dead. Don't give up on it. But just you have to learn from any mistakes you've made. I do the same. Trying to learn from my mistakes. Unfortunately, it's the only way we learn. People will tell you, don't do this, do that. But until you make the mistake yourself, you won't learn it. So make sure you do learn from your mistakes. Don't make them twice don't make the same mistake twice that's the biggest mistake you can make is to make two mistakes of the same make it once don't do it again stay safe out there stay with crypto don't give up on it and uh you know we'll be back it, it could get bad now towards the end of this year and you know we might start some kind of recovery next year but we'll see after wednesday i might do another little video after wednesdays sorry thursday cpi's wednesday it's got my brain my brain's fried from this cpi's thursday so after that i might do another little update and we'll see where it's going at and then the next podcast i'll get back to talking about the normal stuff a bit of health in there with wealth but uh crypto's kind of top of the agenda right now so i thought i'd just jump in and do some of that and hopefully that's given everyone an update brought you up to speed if you didn't know what was going on or if you needed some of the details filled in and actually one thing i will say is that in terms of in general twitter crypto twitter i mean it's kind of a funny place a bit crazy sometimes uh in terms of finding good coins to buy it's kind of you have to you have to look quite hard because a lot of people are just shilling stuff and it's full of rubbish but when things like this happen 
Twitter is actually a very good place to get info. There's a lot of people that go into great detail, write some threads, do on-chain research and stuff like that. So Twitter is actually a great place for research for stuff like this. You can find a lot of good info on there. There's a couple of guys who've done some really interesting threads on everything that's happened and on Alameda, FTX and all that other stuff. And obviously I see the thing on about KuCoin on Twitter as well, saying that basically they have actually got the reserves, which is a good thing if they have. So have a, a delve on there if you want to find out more information and be back for the podcast um probably not this coming week next weekend a week and a half away now uh just going to be doing it every two weeks now because too busy and i'll I'll do video updates in between anyway but i'll speak to you next time and i hope you have a good week and i hope you haven't given up on crypto Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to appear on it, then please contact us at hwpoduk at gmail.com on our website, which is healthwealthuk.com or on any of our social medias, which are at hwpoduk. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family and we will see you next week.